This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Bruce Marshall, and I'd like to take this opportunity during the holiday season. Again, our buddy Bruce Marshall with uh, all the research, the data, his knowledge, his historical perspective, the whole thing. Uh, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is that Bruce has been coming on my radio show weekly for 25 years. I've never, ever, ever told him, tipped him off on what I was going to discuss. Games, uh, the topics, uh, anything from you know, European soccer leagues of all levels <laughs> to college football of uh, of any size. We want to thank you. We appreciate you, Bruce Marshall, uh, all the research and the angles and in, uh, in, uh, in picks and uh, handicapping perspectives that you give us. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas, uh, Jimmy. By the way, uh, my wife keeps me off balance, too, so I'm kind of <laughs> used to it. Hey, you're better at that than me. Okay, so let's go to the bowl games. Birmingham Bowl. Boy, and this has been a little bit frustrating so far because the information is not always trumping the number, and then the line movements are getting caught in between uh, as well. But let's go to this one. It's a classic case. Duke in the middle of the season – before Riley Leonard and before the mass exodus from Duke, including their head coach in Elko, and you can't blame him for going from 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 Durham to to, to College Station, but Troy is uh, not far from home. Troy is uh, they lost their coach as well, so back to back conference championships uh, for Troy. Troy seven and a half over this experienced Duke team. Yeah, Troy will be bringing in uh, Bob Chesney from uh, from uh, Holy Cross. Uh, to be, I'm sorry, no, he's going to James Madison. I'm getting my – Gerard Parker comes in from Notre Dame uh, to come into Troy to take Summerall's place. And that Summerall did a great uh, job there. But there's a good history at, at Troy uh, for the coaches there. So they'll see how uh, Parker works out. And, of course, we know about Elko leaving. I do like the hire, by the way. Manny Diaz deserves another shot coming into Duke. Uh, did a great job at Penn State the last couple of years, and he didn't do that badly at Miami in retrospect. Certainly, Cristobal has done no better than Diaz did, and we know there were some other things going on politically down there, why they made that sort of a change in Miami. So going forward, they're, they're, they're fine. Now, but what happened this past season, that's for next year. For, for what happened this season in Duke, we talked about this during the year. Uh, the last 30 seconds of that Notre Dame game changed the course of the season overall. Uh, because Duke was certainly a contender in the ACC at that point, and uh, giving up that sort of f- fluke play touchdown at the end for Notre Dame, and then Riley Leonard going back on the field, injuring his ankle in the final seconds, he was never the same the rest of the way. Uh, now he's out. Now he is actually transferred to Notre Dame. Uh, so, uh, the, and, and Elko is left too. So the things that made Duke really special this year, uh, Elko and, and Leonard, I mean, they don't have right now. And down the stretch, without Leonard, most of those games, only three and five down uh, down the stretch. So a tough finish to the season. Loftus played uh, several games at quarterback, so he's not completely green. Uh, but the freshman, it's going to be him at quarterback this game uh, for Duke. Troy, the other way, 
really, and last year they did this too. And I really thought at the end of the year, Jimmy, we talked about this on the radio a couple of times. Troy actually might've been the best, um, you know, group of five team at the end of the year. They had those two losses early in the season, uh, but they roared through, won their last 10. That's just what they did last year uh, and uh, ended up winning uh, the Sun Belt. So you can see why, uh, you can see why John Summer was such a, a high, co- hot commodity. Um, uh, Vidal, the running back, over 1,500 yards. Uh, Gunnar Watson had a great year at quarterback, 27 TDs, just five picks. Uh, and they were really steaming down the stretch. Uh, and they won their bowl game last year. I'm going to give Troy a shot here. I think, like I said, this was the best team from um, uh, the group of five conferences at the end of the year. Duke, nothing special right now. They're just waiting for the new regime to come in next year. Uh, and without Leonard, they weren't the same team. Troy is my vote in this one down in Birmingham. And you're right, a short ride for uh, the Trojan backers up from Troy. Our ACC preview, still cash that ticket on Duke over wins this year. It was only six, uh, but, yeah. man, it was uh, not without a little bit of a sweat. I had to uh, go over the number, secure the tie uh, for a while. But, yeah, that, that could have been a special season. I mean, all in that, that that fourth and 25 for Notre Dame conversion and Riley Leonard goes down, boom, boom, that uh, that combination blow that they really – I mean, Duke's not a program that can absorb uh, those type of blows. No question about it. Uh, so, uh, Detroit minus a 7.5. Hey, right now, right now, all the way until January 1st, New Year's Day, you can earn a 25% college football profit boost when you place a real money live wager of just $25 or more on any college bowl game. Profit boost can be claimed one time per day during the promotional period brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. The bowl games, no bet limits on the bowl games at Bet Rivers like we're hearing at some of the places. Some of those bookmakers are getting a little nervous with uh, some of this information, inconsistent uh, information. Let's go to uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth, the Armed Forces Bowl, Air Force. Those military schools are tough in the postseason. Catch a two and a half against the Dukes of James Madison, who did get themselves into a bowl game. Yeah, I am glad they did. Uh, I was I was looking forward to them maybe trying to uh, take a lawsuit to get into the Bulls because I think they would have uh, won it maybe, but uh, they did find their way in here because of lack of Bull-eligible teams. So, good, they do deserve this spot. Now, uh, okay, here's where I jumped the gun a little bit. James Madison has hired Bob Chesney from Holy Cross to come in after Signetti took the job at Indiana. Good luck to him going to Indiana. We know how that job has gone over the years, but mm. um, you know that's where that's where he's going. And um, and also the you know Jordan McLeod, the quarterback, you know and he's gone into the uh, portal and um, you know with uh, accounted for forty touchdowns this year. So uh, this is going to be pretty interesting here for for James Madison to see how they they deal with this stuff. And I do think though that Air Force is, we're going to see the Air Force we saw the first couple months of the season. You did mention how service academy teams and Air Force has done well in bowls. I mean, the last uh, few years, uh, Washington State 2019, uh, Louisville and Baylor the last two years winning those games against power conference foes. This year, it looked like Air Force was going to be the group of five rep on the New Year's Six um, into November until they hit that speed bump and they lost four straight. It did coincide with Zach Larrier, the quarterback, getting hurt. And that ankle injury kept him out down the stretch. 
he is back. He is going to play in the bowl game, and I think that makes a lot of difference for Air Force. And you can tell some of these offenses, and especially a precision offense like uh, Air Force, just something a little bit off there. And you lose the element that Larrier gave them. And what he did when he got to the edge, because he was a track uh, uh, a runner and, and, and a, a champion in the Mountain West, he got to the edge. I mean, he could break long, long runs. They did not have that after him. They lost some close games. He's back. It's a different Air Force team with Larrier. Tough to prepare for these guys anyway, um, and especially with the coaching change at James Madison. I don't like any of the dynamics here for James Madison uh, down the stretch. They did have the undefeated season taken away um, in that loss to App State, too. So I think Air Force is going to bounce back here and show up very well in Fort Worth with Larrier at quarterback and win this game outright. Uh, uh, Army, Navy, Air Force have been unbelievable uh, the last uh, 15, 20 years. So, I mean, it's it's almost like a 70% clip uh, against the spread. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Just bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. That's brought to you by our friends over at Bet Rivers. Well, you go from Pasadena, Pasadena to Las Vegas. Well, it's not bad. Speaking of uh, Pasadena, Indiana, by the way, hadn't been to the Rose Bowl since 1968 when O.J. Simpson and the Trojans beat him 14-3. But Las Vegas, boy, how the city has changed. This used to kind of be something with a little buzz in town. The Super Bowl and uh, NFL football and all this other stuff that's going to in-season NBA tournament, whatever it is. Las Vegas Bowl has gone down a notch. wonder if the Utes will respond that way as well. We know that Northwestern, what a horrible situation that their interim coach took over, definitely earned the uh, permanent job as he got this team into a bowl game. Who would have thought that after watching that day before Labor Day, that that horrific debut at Rutgers where they didn't score until the very end. Bruce, you look at it, the total here, total is at 41. Yeah, and a, a one note here, this is kind of interesting. Now, Bryson Barnes, Utah's uh, quarterback, has gone into the portal. However, like Sam Hartman last year for Wake Forest in their bowl game against a Mizzou, he's going to play in this game for Utah. So, Winningham's letting him stay, even though he's gone into the portal uh, for next year. Cam Rising, by the way, is going to come back one more year next year, so we'll get to see him next season. But Barnes is going to uh, play in, in this game. But you're right, I think the bigger story was just Northwestern getting bowl eligible. Nobody would have thought that that the Rutgers game remember the Duke game a couple weeks after that I mean they, they couldn't do too much but they rallied and uh, darn it if they if they uh, you know the last second field goal by Iowa that game in in Chicago uh, that Wrigley Field game in November uh, they win that they're they're the big 10 West champs so uh, very deservedly uh, David Braun got named the big 10 uh, coach of the year and he gets the job on a permanent uh, basis now but make no mistake Big Ten West played a different brand of football this year. It was very slow-paced, uh, not a lot of dynamism, um, and you know, trying to run the football. Northwestern only gained three yards per carry this season, so it just they weren't doing it too much with the offense. Bryant at quarterback uh, on his third uh, school, he'd been at Cincy and Eastern Michigan before, but this is just not a very dynamic offense. Interestingly, though, why I like the under here is Utah was probably the most Big Ten-looking team uh, in the uh, in the Pac-12 this season, the way they played it, and that rugged defense of theirs. Good matchup against Northwestern, against uh, that running game that can't do much. I'm not sure Northwestern can throw, but darn it, Northwestern's defense was very scrappy, and Utah not all that dynamic uh, all season, really. So uh, I'm looking under here. Like all those Big Ten West games, we saw some really low totals there. Hey, this one 
for some of those, we saw those games involving Iowa, including the Northwestern game. I mean, 41 looks like a mountain. Uh, I think it's going to be lower scoring. Uh, Northwestern might have a chance to hang around, but under is my first call in Vegas and kind of interested to see this. And by the way, these teams played five years ago in the Holiday Bowl when uh, Fitzgerald was still at uh, Northwestern and Northwestern won in kind of an upset. So a little rematch there, five years removed. But uh, I'm looking under low scoring in Vegas. All right. Uh, also in that game, the uh, the, uh, the opt-out slash, tra- slash transfer portal uh, tracker there, uh, Utah with 15 guys. Now, listen, I, I'm estimating because, listen, this cha- this seems to change Changes. by the hour, okay? Uh, but Utah 15, Northwestern only four. So obvious motivation, a little bit more excited to be here, uh, the Northwestern Wildcats. Let's go to the Y Bowl. Talking about uh, big numbers there, a lot of numbers with Coastal Carolina including Grayson McCall, including another quarterback as well. What is their quarterback depth chart? Look into this one. This line opened up pretty big. It's been up, bet up as well. San Jose State, were they the best team uh, in the Mountain West Conference at the end of the game? How did they leave them out of that championship game? San Jose State 10 over Coastal. Yes, they were the best uh, Mountain West team down the stretch. They won their last six games all by double digits until that last one against UNLV, but they were up 20 uh, with about five minutes ago and two late UNLV touchdowns got that down to six, but it was still a San Jose win. They were red, red hot down the stretch. Um, and what they did about midseason, they sort of changed the emphasis emphasis on their offense to running uh, the ball. And uh, Robinson and Conley were running up a storm, you know, 200 yards rushing or more per game, like every game down the stretch for San Jose. Took a little bit of pressure off their quarterback, uh, Cordero, uh, who still put up some pretty good numbers this year. Now, a special game for him coming back to Hawaii, because that's where he's from, and that's where he quarterbacked for a couple of years before he transferred to San Jose prior to last season. San Jose also played a game here in Hawaii late October, destroyed the Rainbow Warriors 35-0. That's right when they were starting to get turn their season around. And they continued. They were the best team in the Mountain West at the end of the season and would have been a better rep, I think, uh, than UNLV in the championship game because they, they just beat UNLV right at the end. Coastal, like you said, I mean, the quarterback situation, McCall is now at NC State. Uh, and he was hurt some down the stretch. Uh, they had another quarterback guest go in the portal. So Ethan Vasco, the freshman, who did take some snaps and started a couple of games late in the season um, when McCall was hurt, will be taking the snaps. But Coastal was down some this year. Uh, and, uh, you know, Tim Beck's first year, they had some ups and downs. They got really pounded in their last regular season game. Uh, and uh, long trip. You talk about a long trip, Jimmy. You got six time zones. Uh, coming across here for uh, Coastal. So yeah. this is a little bit different. And San Jose, familiar surroundings. Cordero from there, from Honolulu, and from being at Hawaii before and the way that Spartans are playing. This one sticks out to me. And uh, they don't have a lot of uh, a portal issues there at San Jose, I don't believe, for this game either. And McCall is a big, was a big loss for Carol- Coastal Carolina during the season. San Jose, I think, just keeps rolling here. And they'll feel right at home in Honolulu. I'm not sure Coastal will. I mean, maybe that explains 24. This is the highest number of opt-out slash transfers from their last game that they played on November 25th against James Madison. They will be minus 24 of these players uh, for the bowl game against uh, against San Jose State. And I wonder if Cordero making that return trip to Hawaii focus or a little bit distracted. They only have four, though. They are excited to be there. And you know this coach, man. He He's... He gets the most. Brandon gets the most um, you know, out of um, out of and his roster one, usually. One, yeah, one, go ahead. One one more note there. Like we saw Texas San Antonio, which really 
Trailer wanted to win that game the other night because he had lost it's your first his bowl, bowl game, first bowl win ever. Right. Uh, San Jose has not played great in its bowls. They've been there for Brennan. They lost that game in 2020 to Ball State, and last year they lost the game to Eastern Michigan. So they're kind of making a big deal of it to to finally win one of these things, and I think they will in Honolulu. Yeah, but I mean, maybe six time zones. You're passing up a all expense free trip to as a college student to uh, Hawaii. Uh, opt out a little bit later. All right, uh, du- yeah. Charles. Um, I'm sorry, Bruce's favorite uh, bowl game, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. He loves poor Menez over his head whenever he hits a big score. West Virginia six and a half over North Carolina in this one, Brucey. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you, North Carolina uh, down the stretch, and uh, and um, you know Drake May is already uh, he's in the portal he will not play in in the game uh, that's not a surprise but uh, we saw North Carolina did the same thing last year down the stretch it just wasn't working uh, and they, and they faded late after they were being mentioned as a possible a playoff team at midseason there and then things started to unravel and now you don't have your uh, first round maybe first pick second pick NFL quarterback with you Um Here's the thing about North Carolina. Mac Brown has just announced he's coming back uh, next year. I thought when he came in there, they thought this was a four or five year thing. Um, this is this was his uh, fifth season uh, this year. So I'm not sure how thrilled they are back in Chapel Hill that Brown is sticking around. It looked like these are the years that things could have happened. And they had Sam Howell, of course, that good year in 2020. But he's still sticking around next year. We'll see how this works uh, down the road. West Virginia did everything differently this year, and it worked. You talk about a coach uh, overachieving was uh, Neil Brown. Saved his job, really, because he was on the hot seat there. Oh, very much so. Very much. And he needed a bowl bid there. But we talked about this during the season, and we we liked what, what West Virginia did. They didn't rush out into the portal to find uh, their quarterback. They they, they they went for guys who were already there because uh, JT Daniels had been there last year and he left for Rice. Um, but Garrett Green, you know, a guy they had developed in the program there, turned into a pretty effective leader for them. They run the ball effectively. North Carolina had some defensive issues down the stretch. And they just punched above their weight all season long. Uh, and they'll be excited to play in the bowl game here. And uh, North Carolina, I just think the whole thing sort of went, uh, the air went out of the balloon at midseason. Now no Drake May. I think this points to West Virginia here. We're winning this game, and uh, Coach Brown can look forward to that mayonnaise uh, at the end of the game. I'm not sure if that's a good plus, but I do like West Virginia. He'll gladly take the Mayo uh, with yeah. his million-dollar contract, and all you have to do, Google Neil Brown contract, all kinds of spec. He was lucky to have another year. So yeah. he did it. They went four out of six coming down the stretch uh, to uh, to go eight and four for the season, and he saves his job. And so yeah. now, uh, I mean, good for him. I think that uh, he's a little bit excited about what it's transpired for their season. He gets ex- man these, these head coaches at these uh, these power five jobs. It's it's a it's a small window. How you know you're getting paid more than you ever have. How long can you sustain it? And some escalate and still climb up from better jobs in West Virginia. I get it. Rodriguez went from Morgantown to, to Ann Arbor. But, man, you once if you fail, if Neil Brown was fired last year, he's going to have a hard time getting back to that salary. So how right. can you sustain it? My point is, who's excited to be here? Musket men. Neil, greater than Mac. Just that simple. A little bit built more in his prime uh, than in. And he did a very good job at Troy as well. Troy's producing yes. some coaches uh, out of they that uh, program in Alabama. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Bruce Marshall. We appreciate you. Yes, indeed. We have, from Bruce Marshall, I'm Jimmy Yod on the Sports Better's Paradise right here on the Bet Rivers Network.